Welcome to UFC Unfiltered. We have Jimmy Smith on the phone, great new UFC commentator, and Elaine Moussi, who is an actor and a kickboxer, and he is uh, doing the reboot of uh, the Van Damme series, and he did Kickboxer Retaliation. Yeah! 100% on Rotten Tomatoes. Coming up next. Shaws are dropped throughout this arena. Nobody is sitting down. Chasing that finish. Elbows raining down. Oh! On the button. Are you kidding me? Oh, he hurt him again. He's out. This is UFC Unfiltered. And now, your hosts, Jim Norton and Matt Sarah. Yeah, your hosts. We were just, Come talking, out, Jimmy. just talking before the show about how that the lister criticized that voice is correct. Uh, not that he's a bad voiceover guy, he's a very good voiceover guy, but it just sounds like... Well, you a, don't want the guy to lose work, but you just don't like what he's doing for UFC Unfiltered. It's nothing personal, I'm sure he's very good, but it's just that's just a little... How would you like to start the show I with? don't know, just not that. Just not that? Any other option on earth, but other than that. Well, you should give an option. You can't um, just say that and not give an option. Have a whale an make noises. <laughs> I, I like whale noises. <laughs> really? Yes. The fucking the whales. Make... Well, then well, they're like Dory. <laughs> like Dory in Finding love... Nemo. That's great. Yes. <laughs> and the voice you're hearing is uh, Alan Musai. Am I saying it right? Your last name? Musi. Musi. Okay. You got it. <laughs> um, who is our first guest. And he was here before either of us was. It's always weird when you walk in and the guest is already there. I'm like, am I late? I'm panicking. But no, yeah. I'm like, no, we're on time. No, we're good. He okay. was just excited to come in. No, I'm happy. I was very excited to come in. Honestly. <laughs> you are from, I know you're an actor and you're a stuntman. Just we might as well say what. Uh, uh, what Alan is uh, promoting. Uh, the film is, um, it's not listed here on the top. It's uh, oh, it's Kickboxer Retaliation. Yeah. Yes! Retaliation. Kickboxer Retaliation. It's the second of the reboot trilogy. Were you in the first one? I was in the first one too. Yeah, I survived. You're filling b- your big shoes. I, I Apparently, yeah. Yeah, man. Yeah, Van yeah. Damme, no, I mean, that was a pretty legendary It's huge. Yeah, is, no, no. It's, it's an honor actually to do it, but is, uh, definitely big shoes to fill. Is GSP in this one? GSP is in the first one in oh. Vengeance. Oh, yeah. he's in Vengeance. Yeah, yeah. Is this like the whole reboot of the original Kickboxer or am I way off? Be no, honest. no, no. It's a reboot of the original Kickboxer. Okay. So Van Damme did the one in 1980, uh, 1989 yeah. and this reboots that uh, that film. Now, they had sequels. The sequels yeah. had nothing to do with Van Damme's film. It was like, yeah. they continue with another with Sasha Mitchell um, and other characters. Mark DeCasco's eventually as well, but this is a reboot of the original. And, and I, I took over Van Damme's role. Oh, so you're the lead in this, in this thing. the man. This is, oh, that's awesome. Now I'm going to treat you totally different. I just thought yeah. you were just some stunt guy. Yeah, oh, no, I know, right? Come on, I'm just the good stu- either way. Stunt, no, no, guys are, <laughs> stunt guys are even more impressive than actors. Man. Stunt right. guys, there's guys like you, and then you guys like Jackie Chan, and Tom Cruise, who's the fucking craziest of them all, because the insurance, what do you think the insurance is on Tom Cruise running down the Burj Khalifa? Dude, it's crazy. It has to be crazy. You know, it's, uh, and he fights with producers all the time. They don't want him to do them, right? No, fuck. No, they want it, they want him to be safe, but he just likes likes doing it. So he does all that kind of crazy. He enjoys stuff on that stuff, right? Yeah, he loves it. Yeah, yeah. I don't understand the mentality. Is that like a Type A mentality? Like where you like literally running down the uh, the, the front of that building is the it's the most frightening thing I've ever seen in my life. I'm no, it must be excited. That's an adrenaline rush. You yeah, know, and if you like that, that's uh, I would love to do that. That's awesome. You would do it. Oh, I would totally do it. And now you've what's the highest thing you've jumped off of? Oh, I, I've done 35, 40 feet. Not not more than that. That's the, the highest I've been. But have yeah. you done stuff higher? But I mean, he didn't jump off of it, right? Like, I mean, right. like he was like fully tied up, safety sure. on the side and all that kind of yeah. stuff. There's about like 20,000 tests done before he actually gets on the wire. So 
at least it's safe. Like, we kind of know it's a calculated risk. Do you think that they really test it before Tom Cruise jumps down the side of an 1100 store? Uh, well, unless they want to play a practical joke, I don't know. <laughs> now, do you do any martial arts training? Do you train with Henzo? Because that's how you originally... No, well, I, I know Henzo because I train with the Machados. Oh, I trained, okay. But, but I mean, I started training in uh, in jiu-jitsu when I was 10 years old, in Japanese jiu-jitsu. Yeah. And then, uh, then I went into kickboxing and Brazilian jiu-jitsu back in 1999. All right. Um, and I trained with some guys in Canada, with Daniel. Guimet and then Fabio Holanda and then met Carlos Machado and then started training with Carlos Machado. I, I know Fabio Holanda very well. That's um, Patrick Cote's jiu-jitsu instructor. That's right. And that's Fabio actually Holanda. the first time I met uh, GSP and Patrick Cote was training there. Yeah. It was right before GSP faced Matt Hughes. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's that's crazy. Yeah. All right. Did you take it because you were getting bullied as a kid? Uh, no, I took it because I saw Bloodsport. Oh, and oh, I was a fan of Van Damme kicking and doing the splits, and I said, I got to do this shit. Was that a true story? Frank Lux, the guy's name was, or Duke? Frank Duke. Yes. <laughs> I think it's all bullshit. It is all bullshit. Is it, it was proven later on that yeah. it was all bullshit. Oh. Yeah, it was made up. And, and me, you know, the guy me, made it up? Yeah. Let me ask uh, you. That now. in a lot of stories. Are you friends with Van Damme? Am I, yeah. Is, he's kind of, is he a wacky guy? Because I've seen some video recently of him working with, uh, uh, I think, you know, Cody Garbrandt's got a great, he's a very, very nice guy. So I think he was humoring. It's It reminds me of like when Steven Seagal's trying to show some shit. Like, I don't know if Van Damme, Van Damme was ever legit with anything. I don't know if the guy ever competed. I know he could do splits on a fucking chair and stuff, but he was like making like he was showing uh, some techniques and he actually gave like a kick. And, and did you see this video? No. You didn't see that? Can you find this video, I saw, I saw this video. And yeah. find it and show it for, to Jimmy also. Yeah. And uh, so, you know, so Cody gets in the cage with him and he's they making like he's teaching them stuff. He's showing them stuff. So he went to show like a kick and he and he kicked Cody in the face. It didn't do anything, but he's making like, oh, are you OK? And dude, I think he knew exactly what he was doing. He was trying to show off and he's lucky Cody didn't rip his fucking arm off. <laughs> Cody was being very nice and he's being respectful, humoring, humoring this wannabe fighter. I guess we're not gonna have Van Damme on now. Yeah, I think that's it right there. No, because it's annoying, man. Because the guy yeah. wants to be a show off, and I don't think it was by accident at all. I'll tell you. You I'll watch this. It. You tell me. Let's make it. Play. Sometimes Jimmy thinks I'm a little quick to fucking go. Matt doesn't and take any shit. shit. I'm no, just a but beta. This is, listen to me. This is some bull. Wait, hold on. What it's loading. It's loading. Oh, it's loading. Okay. Yeah. Time Warner what, what cable. Kind of, fucking yeah, what kind of, what kind of speed do you have going on here? Spectrum Internet. And by the way, Jimmy called him Alan. I called him Alan. Chris, the producer, goes, "No, it's Alain." Oh. That's pretty good. Right? What is you it? just took out the French Canadian in you right but what there. Is what is it? it? Alain. Oh, it's I, Alain. Thought, I Alain. thought you yeah. said Alan because there is an I in it. Al so I would. Alain, Alain. Alain. I, I've heard everything. I've heard All like right. Alain. if you go for like, for like in France, Alain. 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 You know what? Alain. Alain. On, 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 can I call you Alan in here? Yeah, you can call no, me. I'm like kidding. What's you your name? Alain. Alain. Alain Moussi. And even I'm confused. How would you say it? Alain. Elaine. Yeah, you got it. There you go. There you got it. It's like Jack right. Lane. Right. Yeah. Jack Lane. I like Jack Lane. Lane. I showed oh, here we go. Look at this. All right. So th there's that's that's Van Dam. Spectrum Internet's not good. Chris Medusa has this thing on the he has it on the screen for the people at home. He has this screen shot of Van Damme looking to do a kick to Cody's face, and then he went to press play, and then yeah. of course, yeah, all right, Chris. <laughs> all right, here we go. We now go. watch. See, they like look like they're playing. So Cody's just like messing around, and now look what he does. Ready? He kicked him right in the face, and then, now look. Oh, are you okay? Are oh, you okay? He, he barely. Here, let me say it again. He barely grazed. So here, here's the thing. Yeah, but I don't uh, mind. I, I mean, look, Cody has a right to be annoyed. I mean, look, he's not getting. Look, he's saying he's playing with them. So Cody's like humoring him. So he's not expecting that. Look, then he does a spit. Look, 
No, nobody wants to get a foot right in the face. Does, look, I think he's Cody a, got a little annoyed. He's apologizing. Like, yeah, but he's, I okay. He's, so I got a question for you though. Do it one more time. I'm sorry, and then I want you yeah, yeah. don't forget that question. I think he's being apologetic. He's on Cody to to Press attack it. him. No, I, th- that's not what I think at oh. all. That's not what ha- I don't feel. That's what happened. Do it one more time. Can I see one more time? Yeah, I'm trying to get it to go. All right, now press play. Let me see Cody grab him. Let me see something. So now he's making like he's doing stuff, and he's making like he's kicking. How about this? How about how about Cody did even, get annoyed? <laughs> of course. Well, how about this? How about it's not even a fucking accident? How about he wants this clip being shown? Who put this clip out there? He did. Who did? He did. Van Dam. His people released it. Jerk. Oh, Cody said. I talked to Cody about Wait, it. Wait, did he, you say Van Dam put this clip out there? Yes, Van Dam put his clip out fucking there. Fucking fake yeah. fighter jerk off alert. <laughs> fake fighter <laughs> jerk off alert. I want attention. I want attention. Fuck you, Van Dam. But Matt doesn't play fucking Fuck games. Fuck you, Van Dam. How about uh, that, Van Dam? So Fuck you. Apparently, his he was the only one filming this. He was the only one allowed to film anything on that day. And, you know, that yeah, happened, I, and he released it. No. So whatever yeah, that means, what, what it means. And when he released it. that, what did he say? What, what did he say when he oh, released okay, it? Oh, well, it, it, the part you don't see in the video, because it's a longer video, with the part you don't see, because, you know, my friend was there. Yeah. And he just flew to the ground, Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Oh my God. Why did I do? Uh, oh, I'm have, so. And he like did this whole show, like yeah. almost like he got decked and thrown to the ground. And no. I don't know. Cody no. said it was uh, this whole thing. Now I heard what Cody said. Cody, Cody, Cody was being nice. He was being very nice about he it. Was saying, very Dude, nice. uh, it, basically he was saying he was in there humoring the guy. They wanted him to move around, and then it was basically a shit show, is what he was saying. Mm. And he was, and it's like he's embarrassed to be, even be a part of it. Was Cody impressed with his kick? Cody was humoring a delusional actor. A delusional <laughs> fucking actor. Oh, that is harsh. <laughs> well, listen, man. Well, let me tell you something. The guy, I, listen. What would you have done if that happened The guy's got you? beautiful kicks. Can't, can't take that away. No, I mean, he's got beautiful well, kicks. He showy does. kicks. Yeah. I'm not saying he could, he's going to knock you Very out. Nice I'm just saying he's got well, beautiful the, kicks. Right. right. Well, that's the thing. It's right. like you grew up with him as yeah. uh, an of idol of yours. But, exactly. so, you know, so it's but like, you know what? Matt did not seem to feel that way. No, well, I mean, listen, you know. Who am I? Other than you know, you might look at me as just as a heavy-handed jiu-jitsu expert, former champion of the world. But that doesn't mean is that all. You know, that's a couple of things that come to mind <laughs> when Jimmy brings me up. But the thing is, this, you know, I I know what it's like to really fucking fight. Cody knows what it's like to be in fucking battle with another guy locked in a cage. What I'm trying to say: pretty kicks, nice kicks, flexible kicks, does a nice split, could suck his own toes. I don't care, yeah. dude. The guy's never been locked in a cage with another man. Don't act like don't you put a clip out there like what? Look, I can kick a UFC fighter in the face. You lock him and Cody in a cage. Do you realize what would happen? Do you realize what the fuck would happen? He'd knock Cody out with that kick in his in his prime. <laughs> oh, wait, <wrong> answer. <laughs> in his prime, he would literally. You want to see him cry? He'd cry. All right. Wait, yeah. let me see that. What is? What is? I agree. Fuck, what if Van Dam? No, right? There would be. Yeah. There would be no. What did Cody at all? say? Was he yeah. annoyed when you talked to him? Sorry? Was Cody annoyed when you spoke? Oh, God, yeah. 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 Oh, totally he was. Annoyed. Oh, yeah, he was totally annoyed. I mean, because, I mean, it's like he comes in there and, and, you know, it's kind of a demonstration. You go in there, you play, you take a little video, and you have fun. And in the end, it's like, why, why, why are you trying to do that? You know, and yeah. obviously, it looks like it's done on purpose. Nobody's going to go out there and try to deck Van Damme. They know who he yeah. is. He's not going to go out there and try to hurt him. So it's almost like taking advantage of that position, I think. So does, if, if it was a total accident and Cody knew it was an accident, he wouldn't have been as annoyed, but he thought that he might have done it on purpose. Wait, hold on, I hold on. So. Who put that tape out there? Van Damme. Okay, Van Damme no, it's, I know. That's what I mean. I just exactly. want to say that again so yeah. everybody knows again what kind of fucking imbecile this guy is. What did he say when he put the tape out? What was the caption for it? What's he write under the post? <clears throat> oh, I don't know. Yeah, I'm, like, oh, I'm, I'm look so look sorry. I'm ashamed yeah. that my deadly kicks almost stopped his career. Uh, easy, Van Damme. Van Damme, let me tell you something. Let me let you in on something. 
fucking uh, what is that future cop movie? What's that one? Time Judge Dredd, Hard Target, oh, all these oh. movies. Let me Judge Judge Dredd was horrible, but the Dredd movie was great. We'll get back to that later. That's Stallone. No, the original Dredd. Judge Dredd with fucking Kurt something or rather, who was in fucking Lord of the Rings. Dredd is a fucking great movie. I'm doing a movie minute about that later. Okay. Or tomorrow, next class. Next hey, class. are you going to do a movie minute about Kickboxer soon? I, I got to see it, right? First. God, I hope I like it. Right, you, you better. I mean, well, I, mean, I hope you like it too. I mean, no, I, 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 I think you will. No, I think I, you I'm will. I'm sure I will. I like, I you like, sure you will? I, is there any jujitsu in it at all? Uh, there's a bit of jujitsu. All right. Well, listen. But be, in, in, hey, dude, how do you think I got my title? By jumping the guard? Yeah. I got to fucking smack somebody. <laughs> <laughs> I miss you, Jimmy. It's good to see so, you. Jimmy, I've been hugging Jimmy extra today, and it's not in a weird way. Only because yeah. my kids are in Florida for the week, and I don't know what to do with myself. I'm having a, no. I'm. Uh, it's like I feel like I'm. Uh, I got starved like, for affection. Well, you know, I'm talking to Alexa all the time. My fucking computer, <laughs> yeah. Alexa. Thank you. I'm, I'm thanking Alexa for doing things. No problem. It's like I have a, a fucking... Alexa, find two girls, one cup. <laughs> <laughs> That's sick. I know, but everyone who's listening right I never watched that. that I never watched that. I really? You shouldn't watch you that. Know why? I, I didn't watch it either, well, by the way. What's the point? What I is don't, the point? Yeah. Watch it. I produced it. Right. <laughs> I was the executive <laughs> producer. Stop Finance that movie. It, it doesn't seem like <laughs> Van Damme put it up himself. It seems like a couple of other sites put it up. And wait, it wait, 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 wait. Okay, so How, who maybe had it's the video? Hold on. The only one recording it was... Well, he maybe... You know, it got, it ended up with no. MMA sites, yeah, but he, it wasn't Van Damme. He, no, no, he didn't put it out what himself. Cool. Listen to me. Can I just put out a little disclaimer there that sure. the, 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 the comments and the thoughts of myself and Jim Norton... It feels weird calling you Jim. Can I call you Jimmy? I don't like that. I, I, prefer don't, that. I hate calling you Jim. Whatever you want to. Who the fuck's Jim Norton? Yeah. Everybody knows who's Jim. She's my Jimmy. Show business says that. But uh, listen to me. Our views aren't exactly... This might be the UFC official podcast. The UFC might love Van Damme. How can they? He kicked one of their ex-champions. I think he's an a-hole. <laughs> you can say delusional. asshole. I'm, Jimmy, I, I like wanna, when Matt tries not to curse. I try to clean up. He's an asshole. Fuck him. Hey, he's a big yeah. D. <laughs> <laughs> it's weird when I clean it up. When like, I know for weird. Why? Because then you're saying you said a-hole. He's a real a-hole. Fuck him. Like, <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. It doesn't really fit. <laughs> no. I, have, I try to clean it up because I have kids. Nice. And it pretty much goes exactly like that. <laughs> So you're friends with Van Damme, at least until this podcast you are. I guess, you know. And Cody, I have to say, what I'm going to say is he's always treated me right. That I can say. He's been a nice guy. On set, he's a nice guy. He's nice to the crew. He's nice to everyone. You know what I mean? Yeah. So on that that end, I can't say anything bad because he's always been very, very nice to everyone. Is he consulting on this film you're doing? Consult me? No, no, no. Is he consulting on this film? No, it's like, not. Like, do they, do they talk to him at all? The fuck not is he going to say? No, no you never stretch know. your leg no, no. a little bit He's more. He's not a producer. Dimitri Logothetis, the producer, and he makes all the decisions. I consult on a lot of the fights, everything that's action-related. I, I do that. But if Van Damme comes in, does his thing, and that's it. it. My favorite Van Damme. Van Damme's in it. Yeah, he oh. plays, he oh, plays he the mentor. He plays the mentor in it. He is in it. Oh. oh, no, he comes in as he... So he came in to play the mentor in this new version, in the yeah. reboot. Yeah, right. so I took over his role. He plays the mentor. In what this is his martial arts? Tra- like, he's obviously a black karate. belt. And he's is he a karate. playing himself? Is, is he cr- playing him? Like, is he not no, no, himself no. Van Damme? But is he playing? No, no, not the same. character from the first movie. I play the character Kurt Sloan. I no, play, I, I know that, but it's, I know it's a reboot. Oh, okay, different character. Right, right, different character. So he has nothing to do. He's he's not the guy that was once a kickboxer. No, did no, he ever no. fight tournaments or anything? Or is he because he legitimately knows he did, karate? Yeah, he did karate tournaments back in the day in Belgium. Um, I don't know to what extent. I didn't research it, so I can't tell you to what extent. But I know he's done some karate tournaments at, at the time. I'm sure there'd be some footage of it. You know, I'm sure he put that out. Yeah, you know if there was anything big, anything major, uh, you'd you'd be able to see it online somewhere. But I've never seen it. He can still. He what's he like? Sixty now. 
He's uh, it's fifty-seven. Okay. Yeah, he looks yeah, 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 I'm yeah, sure he's still trained. Keeps it up. It's keeps no it up. Used to do stupid shit like that. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, you don't do stupid shit. So Cody was upset. That's interesting. Yeah, well, I think he, he was, was. Up, but upset to the point where he's just like, you know, ah, fuck this guy. He thought he did it on purpose. He, like, it's not I, like he's I, in the it, end. You know? No, no, Cody. Like in the end, he doesn't give a shit. Like it's like whatever. It's done. It's over with. Fuck it. Did he think he did it on purpose? I think he did. Dude, he. That's what he. Isn't that what he said on MMA Hour? I think that's what he said. Something like that. I don't know. He said that on a podcast. We don't like the pet plug Ariel shit. <laughs> I'm sorry. Fucking right? speaking of weasel. Oh, right? I don't mind. Yeah. <laughs> that, that does not like Ariel. It's a fucking other You guys were good together last time, though. You I, seem like I, we got me along. Me and him always had a good thing going, but then ever since he had a thing with Dana, and I'm cool with Dana, it's almost like, it's like, hey, dude, what, why do you want me to have your back when I think that you're fucking wrong? And I don't mm. know. I don't, I don't get along with the guy. I, I get along with the guy, but he could take some yeah. underhanded shit, and he's a little bit of a bitch. Relationships honest, in podcasting are the same uh, as they are in isn't Jimmy, as you get older, core. don't you realize that you have, you just, first of all, you have less time for the bullshit and you have yeah. less time for people that you don't really want to deal with. Mm. I, you know, right? it's, I, I don't know. I, I guess so. I, I'm, no. I'm, I'm, I'm no, I'm not saying you're wrong. I'm just, I, I don't, uh, I'm, I guess, mellower than I've been recently. I'm mellow with certain shit. Like certain things, I'm like, I'm really mellow with, but like, a lot, like, but I don't deal, I don't feel like, I, I don't feel like I have to, I don't have enough time. To, to even spend with some people that I don't feel it's productive, it's positive, it, it could be negative. I'd get the fuck out of here. You know what I mean? Yeah. I don't know, Jimmy. I have enough friends. I could use some fucking enemies. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so That's the best. The Enzo Gracie quote. Let me ask you a stunt question now. Go for it. Uh, what's the hardest stunt you've ever pulled off or one you couldn't do? Uh, the one I couldn't do? Was there one you couldn't do? No. Oh, not you, the you... ones that I've been asked to do. No, no, no. I pulled them all off. Everything I've had to do, I pulled off. Oh, yeah, uh, okay. White House Down was uh, like a 25-foot fall through a glass window and then onto a table, th- through a table to the floor. That was a big fall. Were, um, good. I was going to say worst injury. Uh, actually, no. no? It's a bru- bumps, bruises. Like this last shoot was crazy. I got, mm-hmm. you know, I've, I got beat up a lot, but I've never had any serious like Injuries, breaks, or anything like that. I mean, it's uh, I've been you know touch wood. I've been good. I uh, don't tell yeah. Jimmy to touch wood. Touch no, wood. Don't say <laughs> clack, clack, you know that. exactly. There you go. Jimmy's yeah, no, I, I've been pretty uh, fortunate about that. No bad injuries. Some friends I know have had worse, you know. But and la- recently, I've done fire as well and doing fun, some yeah. fire stuff. I, no burns. Yeah. I've been good. Did you yeah. start off as a stunt guy first and say, let me take some fucking acting lessons because I could be uh, do both, or were you acting first and then said, you know what? The stunt thing is easy to get into. Let me do that and then get back into it. What, what, what came first? Okay, so I wanted the fucking to, chicken or the egg? I, I, no, wanted, I, wa- I wanted to act. Okay. Now, I I had a friend who became a stuntman. He introduced me to a stunt coordinator in Montreal. So that's how I got in when they were shooting Immortals. And I because I knew with the physical skills, I could get in there and it was an easier in. What's that, Immortals? I, Immortals is uh, with Henry Cavill. You know, it's like a Greek mythology movie. Came oh. out like in 2011. How uh, was that? Was huh? that good? Was that a good flick? The stunts were great. Yeah. There you go. The, the stunts, stunts were awesome. Oh, I love the answer. That's, that's, that's quick. That's very quick. That's quick. Yeah. That was my first gig. I doubled the hero. I doubled Henry Cavill in that movie. Was um, Jamie Lannister in that fucking thing? No. No. Nikolai Costa Waldo. I know that real name. Yeah. That was another gods type movie with a fucking thing. Yeah. Who's your Who's your main person that you you stunt for? Like, is there one guy that you're a main stunt double for because you look more like him? No, I uh, I doubled for, uh, listen, I did uh, Henry Cavill. I did Suicide Squad. I doubled for Jai Courtney. I did Warcraft, double for Travis Fimmel, and I did uh, Wolverine. I uh, actually, I doubled. You're a fan of Wolverine. I, I know that. Wolverine. Okay, so I doubled for Hugh Jackman ah! in X Men Apocalypse. I, that's I, I'm not his regular double. His regular <laughs> double is Daniel Stevens. I doubled him on just on that movie because the other guy wasn't available. I'm trying to think because you know yeah. Alan's like a good looking dude. If I was a stunt guy, I'd have to be like it'd have to be Vic Mackey. Or fucking <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> Dean Thomas, that motherfucker. He seen a picture of me over the weekend uh, doing a seminar. And he goes, ah, you look like Vic Mackey from The Shield. <laughs> Fucking prick. I don't know. It's not that funny. By the way, what was that guy doing that was more important than doubling for Hugh Jackman in an X-Men film? What gig could he have had? He that was doing was King bigger. Kong at the time. He was, was out he? doing King. He was doing King oh. Kong. Now that that shoot came last minute. They did. Um, he came in in when they were doing additional photography for like three days. The original X Men, you said. I was in Apocalypse. Oh, Apocalypse! Yeah, you know Apocalypse oh, yeah. when he goes out berserker oh, and Weapon oh, X. I see yeah. all that shit. Yeah. So Weapon X, I was there. Actually, I have good pictures I can show you. Oh, I love of Weapon X. I actually, so I, when they asked me, the producers called called me. I was recommended by uh, the stunt coordinator. And uh, they they met with me like how would you like to to double Hugh? We're looking at you've been recommended. I'm like yeah, That's awesome. I'm gonna put on the claws. The answer is yes, no matter what. So what you have to do basically? So there was you know when he goes berserk, he just kills a whole That's bunch like of the people. The whole fucking movie. No, no, but, but I mean in that in that movie, he just comes out of the chamber and then just oh, goes yeah. and kills everybody, oh, right? No. Because he, he's there for apocalypse? like, yeah, apocalypse? he's there for five minutes, yeah, right. So he comes out and does that. So he could only be there for I think two out of three days. So they needed a whole bunch of footage for the cameras, the security cameras. So I went in and I had a whole bunch of different little fights and then kill a, lot, a whole bunch I of people. That was first that. class. No, that's oh, there's only no. a three day shoot. I'm wrong. Yeah, uh, for for you, yeah, it was a three day shoot for Hugh Jackman. That's it. How long for you guys? Oh, I was there for three days. Oh, okay. yeah, I was there for three days just to double him, and uh, so he, Hugh does a lot of his action. I mean, he does most of his action actually. When, when, you know what? What it is is some guys that are very physically capable. They do a lot of their killing. They kill. They beat people up. Yeah. It's their when they get beat up that yeah. somebody takes over. Like when they oh, fall on their heads. Gosh. When they have you know they go through a table. They do all that kind of stuff. They won't do that on their own. I mean, they put somebody else there. And by the way, it's not just because of their choice. It's also because the producers don't want to risk it. You know, yeah. where then which is the difference now in our kickboxer films? Because what I do, I do everything. I literally get pounded by the mountain. You know the mountain from Game of Thrones? Yeah. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah. He's from, uh, isn't he from, uh, from Iceland? Iceland, yeah. 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 They're it's giant guys there. So he's the one pounding me for the end fight of kickboxer retaliation and I get beat up like it's a, a fight motherfucker. fight scene, right? Oh, dude. Jimmy got excited. Yeah, yeah I, yeah, I got yeah, beat yeah. up like a motherfucker. The mountain was pounding him. Yeah, just pounding. <laughs> so wait. Hold on a second. Is that what we're saying? That's what you said. He's one of the big, he's like a strong man. He's a strong man. Yeah, got it. He's a very strong man. He's like, you know what? So what he did in the fight, he grabbed me by the throat and then tosses me i told him i said listen uh, thor you're gonna grab me and just toss me as far as you can that way and he looked at me like is this guy motherfucking crazy like he said yeah really i was like yeah okay so finally he grabs me he tosses me i think i'm gonna go maybe three four feet i went 10 feet out literally i felt like a five-year-old being tossed he's that strong he's that strong like you look at him literally it's an experience to get lifted by a dude like that because you feel like a five-year-old how much does he weigh i'm sorry 420 pounds 420 yeah, he's, he's like six huge, seven, huge. isn't he? He's a six, very big fella. Ten, six ten, four hundred twenty pounds. Is he an imposing man when he's around? Uh, he's just a not, giant imposing he's just, figure. Just big. He's just like boom, boom. But he's, you know, he's, he's not there. fat. No, he's like he's muscular. He's athletic. Can we I bring mean, him up. Uh, yeah, there's a video of Conor McGregor kind of like sparring with him a little bit. Oh yeah, actually. exactly. He looks like a five year old. <laughs> yeah, if he gets a hold of you, you're dead. Oh fuck you, yeah. him and Van Dam. <laughs> if he gets a hold of Matt, Matt's not dead because you could always take a limb. If you're gonna think, if I, if you're gonna, what are you gonna wow. ask me, Jimmy? If I, I if I could protect myself, you could with the mountain you could, on his legs. You go for his leg and his heel. I put the money on me, Jimmy. I would too. You lock us in the cage. Okay, wow, he is a big guy, man. Holy shit, and he is Dude. in shape. Yeah, he's just gigantic. I seen it. Well, how about this though? I seen a of him sparring with some fucking fat guy. And he and he and he shoots his wad, and then the fat guy's starting to beat him up. How about really? that? Well, that's what Connor does here a little bit. Like you can oh, see. Oh, look at you! Oh, I'm sorry, everybody. That's you, Al. Yeah. Uh, I like that you call him Al. 
We're that, that, on that level now. It is. Yeah, right? Yeah. Let's tell you something. It's pretty cool. Can he call you out? Is he 6'10 yeah. or 6'? He's shorter than 6'10. He looks like he's 6'7. Maybe. No, he's like, he's huge, man. He's like, his head is like when I'm standing, his head is like way up there. Right there, the way he gets a hold of Connor, he could, right there. That, Connor would be in trouble if he couldn't get away. Yeah. <laughs> if he could yeah. Get yeah. 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 He he's stops, strong. He's tired, yeah. So he picked oh, yeah, you up he in three. Ex- he gets exhausted. You got to do what the Red Viper did. Did you see Game? Don't you watch Game of Thrones? I did. Yeah. I fucking that Red Viper, Obrium. He was so fucking awesome. What a great character. <laughs> Nobody's watching. They're watching. I'm the, watching this. Watching Why? Him. Watching. So I'm wondering out. what it would like to be him. How much yeah. fun would it be? Like the way women so, would respond to you. No, yeah. in, interestingly enough, like on set, because he's got to keep his calories up to stay that weight, right? So he's always eating. He eats. Like he's got somebody feeding him like every hour What's on he set. Eating? His number two is probably inside rice, Jimmy. Whatever. I mean, it's. Uh, <laughs> Did you work out? Yeah, every day he would like he would be pulling <laughs> trucks before going to set and then doing strongman shit and then boom he's in, on on set after that. Does he work yeah. out? Yeah. <laughs> I was at the gym for a little while. What the fuck are you saying? Uh, I was yeah, just at the gym. Looks like he bench presses cars. Yeah, the guy's he's huge. that big. He's that big. He's that big. Yeah. Yes, yeah, and he's just kind of muscling Connor. And the way if he grabs you and gets a hold of you, you are in trouble because he could break your back. He's a big fucking dude. Yeah, man. Mm-hmm. Um. So what are you saying, Chris? Oh, I, oh, I don't, wasn't it. saying anything. No. All right, all right. We're just, why we're just watching. Oh, shut this video off because yeah. now you don't need to distract me. By the way, a, a, a little bit. This is why Floyd Mayweather is a f- hateable. Oh, we have news. This is why I can't. Because I like news. I've interviewed I, him once. He was. I fucking purposely aloof. do not look at the news until we get. Guy's here. a dick. Um, yeah, Floyd. He's okay. just a dick. Why? What happened? And again, maybe I'm misreading the tone. Oh, I want to hear this. He was at the All Star Game, and uh, sports journalist Mike Bond ran into him, or B O H N. And he asked him if he was rematching Connor, and Floyd replied, I already fought Connor, and we were at a basketball game, not an MMA match. And it's like, if he was joking, but if he's serious, it's like, you're such a douchebag. Why the fuck are you sending out videos of yourself in a cage then, you idiot? Right. Well, you I don't mean, want people to ask. Yeah, that's weird, man. God, I can't yeah. fucking stand Mayweather. Yeah. Did you read what Connor wrote? <laughs> do, you, do you actually think that's yes. going to happen, though? No, but I, I don't mean, think so. Just the idea that he's doing that, and then someone asked him. But again, maybe I can't hear the, the answer, so maybe his tone wasn't dickish. You he might have been know playful. When you're reading it. If yeah, it was, so I'm, if it was playful, it's one thing. If it's being a douche, we're at a basketball. We know we're at a basketball game. Stupid. I know where we are. <laughs> then why'd you release it on Instagram? I would not exactly. say that to Floyd. Yeah. yeah, you wouldn't say that to Floyd, no. No, I mean, I wouldn't mind Floyd hitting me because it'd be just such a lot of money for me after. Right? Exactly. It would hurt. It would hurt? Yeah, I would lose badly. Yeah. Um, so you st- what was the first stunt you ever did? Uh, it was for Henry Cavill, Immortals. Uh, my first scene was a fight scene. Came in and uh, rehearsed, and then Henry did it. That's it. I've had a stunt guy once in a movie called Trainwreck, which I was cut out of, but, uh, you know, that <laughs> happens. And it was uh, for running down central I did all my own running and stuff but there was a part where I had to get thrown off a carriage uh, a, a covered uh, a horse and carriage uh-huh. so they had to have him and it was weird do, do you talk to Hugh Jackman when you were a stuntman or not much yeah yeah well I, I was doubling him so I had to talk to him for a few things or at some point he had to learn a maneuver so I helped him out just to, with, uh, with oh. the mechanics of it and that kind of stuff so typically you know when you're doubling somebody you'll, you'll ch- help train them as well because you practice all their moves right. so you'll show them that and then help train them if they need it who's the greatest stuntman you've ever seen the greatest stunt. Yeah, is there a guy you've seen like well, uh, did Sam a- Hargrave? Sam Hargrave's from uh, he he used to be the guy I looked up to as a stunt guy because he was uh, he would take the biggest wrecks I've seen. He was like, holy crap, man! It looked so painful. And I said, I got to be like that guy. There was one that always amazed me. There was a guy in the original Spider-Man show. Uh, it was like, <laughs> like in the late late seventies, and there was a guy you could could you find the opening to that? There was a guy on a rope. Going down the front of the Empire State Building, and you could see it's a rope. There was no green screen in like in the seventies. For what is it? Oh, for yeah. Spider-Man, the show, TV show. 
Not a cartoon. <laughs> not Spider-Man. If it was an animation, they didn't roll that TV friends. show. That was great. Hmm? Was I didn't even know there was a TV show. Many, many years yeah, ago. Yeah. Many how, years how old are you? I'm 36. 81. Right. Okay, I'm 49, yeah. so I remember. Uh, yeah, you remember that stuff. I do. Yeah. But that will take an hour and a half to get up on this. Spectrum yeah. really fucking stinks. You're not a big fan. I hate. I've never hated anything more than Spectrum. Really? No. <laughs> Do you, what, how much jujitsu you train? What belt are you now? I'm black belt. You're got, black belt in jujitsu, Brazilian yeah. jujitsu. Yeah. He's a fucking dangerous guy yeah. right here. Yeah. Well, I don't know. We're learning a lot more about you, man. You that means you've been rolling yeah. for a while. Yeah, I've been rolling for a long Machado time. Machado is your instructor. Carlos. Oh, okay. Yeah. Carl, what a yeah. nice guy. Yeah, he's great. And little do he's people amazing. know, or they do know, who is. Let's see if Jimmy knows. Who is Carlos Machado's, Machado's brother-in-law? Oh, I ding, do know ding, that. Ding, Come on. Ding, I actually ding, do ding, know that. Ding, nope. Yes. Ding, ding. That's why you see that. Oh, you know? Did you get yes. the buzzer? McLean Stevenson, who played Henry Blake on MASH. That's it. How'd you know? <laughs> no, you can't. You can't fuck around when I'm, we're doing a game. I get guess. you can't. Do you know I who guess. it is? Do you know who it is? Yes, I do. I'm just joking. All right. Who is Carlos Machado's? Yafit Koto. All right. What about you, Chris, the producer? Who is Carlos Machado's brother-in-law? I believe it's Wonder Boy. Is that right? Fucking this guy. This guy knows what the fuck. You Woo! think he's over there just because his fucking beard and he knows how to work a computer? Well, you know what? I, I like. He got you, man. I, he can. He. I don't know Wonder Boy's business. But I know Wonder Boy. I, I concentrate on him and his career. I don't get into well, his family business. And uh -huh. I liked his dad when he was here. So he's not all nosy. So he. So Wonder Boy has like one brother-in-law, which is. Uh, Carlos Machado, Machado. The other brother-in-law is uh, Chris Weidman. That's a dangerous fucking family yeah, get-together. You don't yeah. want a lot of fucking alcohol at that fucking you got family picnic. experts, fucking karate yeah. experts, fucking monsters. Right? Yeah. It's fucking great. It's a very dangerous Carlos family. Machado, I, mean, I yep. love the Machados, man. He's not yeah. married. It's Wonder Boy. What's it? He's not married. No, Chris no. is married he, to his sister. Swinging single. No, his brother you is married You look like Wonder Boy. Would you be married right now? It really mm. is frightening. If I had a chest that was hard... Instead of just these fucking yeah. mounds, I'd be, I'd be dangerous. Me, Jimmy, Jimmy, I'm five six. I know that, but you're an ex champion. Wide. I've never won anything. I'm a wide man, Jimmy. I've been feeling extra fat lately because you know what, Jimmy? Can I tell you guys one thing really sure. quick? It's not Go a great story. It. I'm sure. But I told you my family went away for almost a week. Sure. So I told my wife, "This is what you're gonna do." She goes, "What are you gonna eat?" You know, because she cooks for me. You know. Yeah. I go, "This is what I'm gonna do," because you know I want to lose some weight. I know how to lose weight. She makes some. Just how I did it when I was fighting. She'd make me a big thing of chicken. Right, big, big. This is, I don't say boring, but no, people, it's a great story so know, far. They want to know how to lose weight. I'm trying to think and how to make I... 13 episodes around this. <laughs> <laughs> Start with a refrigerator full of chicken. One and then man. It's a big thing of brown rice, and then she puts it in Tupperware. I I measure seven ounces of fucking chicken. You're making me cry. Yeah, and a half a half uh, a cup of brown rice. A little. You put it in the freezer. Look in the refrigerator. A little. You heat it up. Minute thirty. Microwave. 100%. A little uh, cayenne pepper and the key. Cayenne pepper, and it's probably bad for you. Probably gives you fucking um, cancer and AIDS. Is uh, I I can't believe it's not butter. Oh that, yeah, with a little bit of cayenne pepper, I mix. Dude, it's fucking delicious. It sounds amazing. Every it's a good three story. hours, okay. every three hours, you eat that, and you'll fucking doesn't you eat five rice, six times a day. Well, no doesn't the rice put weight on you though? No, see, or when you're in it's, training, it's either three quarters or a half a cup. That's a lot of rice. It doesn't matter. You by eating every three hours, you're putting wood on the fucking furnace on the fire, and your metabolism gets going. But you have to start the day off. With at least 45 minutes to an hour of a low intensity, whether it's a run or I like the elliptical, which I ruined at my school. Yeah. <laughs> but the thing is this. It all went to shit because my wife didn't make me chicken. Hold so I've been on. eating pizza twice the a day. The pilot oh. episode. The pilot episode. <laughs> what? You can't find your measuring cup. 
So you don't know how much to put. Oh, we're talking about we're talking about like a reality making show? this a real show. You have to go to the neighbors, Jimmy. Hold on, you have to go to the neighbors and Jimmy. get a measuring cup, and you walk in, and they've all been murdered. <laughs> That's, this is not going to be a show. Yeah, it's a detective show. It's, a it's my life. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, guys, I did not start my diet. So let's go back to the Spider-Man. Well, anyway, is this what you're talking you about? Go. Like I in think the so, intro yeah. of the show? Wait, listen. Yeah. Oh, the Spider-Man. I can't hear it. Well, there's no sound, but you oh, can see First of all, there was sound. that doesn't even look that bad. Spider- wow. Yeah, Spider-Man, wee! Wait, hold on, he's jumping. Go he's back. showing a spider He just goes to oh, the no. end. Can I boo goes to the Yes, he goes to the credits at the, right, at the very gotta, end. Gotta, oh, what is this? Oh. The Amazing Spider-Man 70s TV show. People want There was a song with it, Chris. Well, well, we don't have sound on this. Yeah, this he's, he's always afraid of getting like super He's only getting in trouble. Can we Why can't have, we put sound on? Can we get him out of his show? We don't have the rights to that song. Looks Wait, like, hold on. You're not going to play we don't have well, the rights? But this doesn't have sound anyway. Uh, you look, right now it's, but you can play, it's called Fair Usage. It, you can use it a little bit. The Amazing oh. Spider-Man movie. Nicholas Hammond. Wait, man. That's Wait, literally pilot the first episode. Yeah, yeah. Can you make it bigger? White. I want to see him crawling. All right. I want to see him on the building. There was one. There it is. No, 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 no. He's on the Empire State Building at the very end. Yeah, end. that was the intro. No, no, I know. Let's, okay. Are we going to see it again? I'm trying to get it. And the people at home, if they want to get this on YouTube. The Amazing Spider-Man TV show. Because I was talking about it as a stunt. 70s TV show. We have a, yeah. a, 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 an extraordinarily good stuntman here, and I was showing him that that to me was crazy because it looks like he's almost floating. Like he's just being lowered on a rope. It's the internet. I'm sorry, guys. It's, it's, it's not your fault. Let me tell you something. Spectrum man. really is a... What bums... They are that, fucking that slums. Um, I just want to say, by the way, unfortunately, we only have like a couple of minutes if you got to get out of here. Oh, oh, so let's do something. Got another plug, it's five minutes plug, to two. Man, we're having such you a know. good time, though. I know, right? Yeah. Uh, let's plug some shit for you while we're looking for this horrible... Well, hey, hold on, Tom. Speaking of rephrasing things... Hi. Okay. What'd I say? Let's plug some shit for you. <laughs> Jimmy, where's your... <laughs> Jimmy's so sick and dirty. He's a dirty man, little man. Like the, right, he's just like, it goes sideways, just like that. Yeah, this yeah, is making yeah. me want to watch the show mm. now. Look oh, at yeah. this. Oh, wow. He's all handsome. Look at I've Nicholas Hammond. Good for you. Full head, good head of hair. Good head of hair. It Why do you see him on top of the biz? Jay Jonah Jamerson. Oh, uh, James Jonah Jamerson. Who's hey, who she? this chick? I don't know. Chip Fields. Fuck yeah. <laughs> is that a real name? <laughs> fuck yeah. Oh, fuck. When they grow Yuma. <laughs> <laughs> there he is. See? Wait, he's crawl- it's, a, it's such he's a bad crawling. crawl job, though. Dude. Yeah. Is that bad? I, all bad. I know is... I'm Jones in the watch that, man. Elaine Moussey. Yes. Am I saying it properly? Yeah, that's oh. pretty good. Oh, damn it. I, no, no. You, you know, By the way, you're born in practice. Africa? You were born in Central Africa? I did, and have you spent time there or no? Uh, like two years. I was oh, like, as a kid, as, like as a baby. What did your dad do? He was a math teacher. Oh, yeah. in Africa. Okay. Now he does computer science. He was a math teacher at the time. He had a contract there, so I was born there. Oh, yeah. wow. Um, and uh, the movie is called Kickbox to Retaliation. Where can they see it? Uh, iTunes. It's out on iTunes right now. 100% sorry to interrupt you. 100% on Rotten Tomatoes. What? You got it, baby. incredible. And it, for, it, it, not just incredible, for a martial arts film. That's great. It's That's not, big, it, yeah, man. it's 100% and it's got like 89% user scores Any on Rotten Tomatoes. Great reviews from The Hollywood Reporter, LA Times, Forbes. These are all places not known for giving martial art movies good reviews or oh, comedy, yeah. so it's great, man. Yeah. Obviously, it's a good film. And you're a big UFC fan, too, which we I appreciate. Am. Any yeah. cameos from any mixed martial arts? Dude, yeah. They, we, we have Fabrice Overdoom that's okay. in there in both yeah, movies, actually. Hear this. Yeah, ahead. Fabrice Overdoom is there. There's um, Babalu, Shogun, Henzo makes an appearance. Do, wait, There's wait, that, hold on. You say the great master Henzo Gracie? The great master Henzo Gracie makes an appearance, I swear. Oh, you got to see it. You got Frank, my money. Frankie Edgar. 
Uh, we have Rico, oh, I love yeah. Frankie. Rico Verhoeven, the kickboxing champion, is in there. Right. Ooh. And Roy Nelson is in there. Love like, Roy Nelson. Yeah. And we got and we, we got Mike Tyson. Mike Tyson is. And you got Mike Tyson. What's dude, he doing? Mike Tyson is like one of the mentors in the film. He's got full well, Roy. Listen, He's man, awesome. Just tell yeah. the tell the producers and everybody that I'm sorry I couldn't do it when they called me. Ah, <laughs> uh, okay. But, oh, I will. Uh, listen. You just named the whole former UFC Rose. Right. 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 Huh? They called you. They didn't call me, Jimmy. Let's not let's not split hands. I'd love to be a part of that film. I would have loved to. A man who and then I heard Van Damme's on set, and then I said, "Fuck!" I'll that. be a man who teaches. Karate. I now, I now despise Van Damme. No, I that. don't. No, I do. You, and you know what? I do because that's Jimmy. That's wrong, Jimmy. I agree. You know, the first UFC I was there live was the one in Montreal when you fought GSP. That was my first UFC. <laughs> no, that's say, fine. Everybody, say, no. Alan's got to go. What's wrong with that? Uh, oh no, that's fine. Oh, wait, how'd, that, that? how'd that go for me, by the I, way? No, I, oh, <laughs> thank you. Nothing wrong Thanks, with that. Great. However, me, before you leave, kick me in my fucking nuts, Alan. <laughs> hey, whoa, before whoa, you whoa. go, <laughs> nothing wrong with that. You got to watch a little bit of the fight. Five minutes later, you can go get some popcorn. Wait, right? Hold on. I knew your voice sounded familiar. Right, it was one you of heard those. Me, right? all, how loud was it in there, though? I was chance, nuts. dude. Chance of fuck you, Sarah. Nuts. Chance, Christ, that's like chance. He I wasn't that guy. Like I wasn't that either. guy, though. That, that wasn't me. But I'm just saying, I was watching. I was watching you before. That's it. I was a fan already. So already ruined listen. everything. Ruined no, our relationship before really? it started. That's okay. No, you got to put it out there. Got to put, got to put the you truth out there right away. Because it got me. It's, now I instead of having a good flashback of a good time, I'm I'm thinking, oh yeah, I got elbowed in the face. Oh. <laughs> My left elbow, I couldn't feel for a while. Damn. People booing me. Long flight home, longer than it should have been. Just just because I was. In my just in my depression. Did you go home the next day, or did you stay an extra day, or did you go right home? Oh no, I stayed. A good, no, I got the fuck next flight out of. <laughs> well, I didn't know if you had to go to the hospital. What the rules are? First of all, I told Longo to keep the fucking car running, man. It was it was a hostile crowd, but they were very good afterwards because well, he won. Yeah. They were very good to me, you know. But uh, let me tell you, I love uh, Toronto. <laughs> nothing wrong with Montreal. It's nothing wrong with Montreal. Listen, I'm, people like me, and I like George, so yeah. we're good, and we're even. There you go. Oh, I beat him up on. You did. See, I remember that, and I remember that, that day too when I saw you knock him out, dude. See that? We could have. We could have. You should have started with. That. I you listen. Well, and I'm glad I, you had to end with you it. You brought me back. Look at my right. again. So Hold I on. saw you. Let everybody saw... hear this. Do it loud. Nice. There you I go. Both so I saw me. you knock him out too, and Thank I was you, you know so there much. you go, and that's now, that was your moment. Now that brought me back. I'm right back to right? where you started. I got upset for a little like a roller coaster. My emotions. I got upset. I'm like, oh man, I got my ass kicked. And then I started remembering. You know, I kicked his ass too. Right back to where we started, Boom. Jimmy. And that Jim, was why are you looking at my balls. That was the goal. Um, <laughs> I, I like to see you. Now I'm looking at your balls. This just pant. Uh, I like to see you uh, happy. I'm happy now. You're happy Jimmy. right now, right? I am happy. Good. I'm not happy that fucking Al oh, has got to leave. No, I know. Apparently, they have a schedule for me. I'm not me. kicking you out, though. Right? No, 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 no. They have a schedule. Really I still got for five you, minutes. I got five minutes. Are you going to see Van Damme anytime soon? You want me to kick him in the nuts, right? Tell me. <laughs> he's invited in here anytime if you want to show me some sure. kicks. I, I bet you he'd come in, he'd be nice. I bet you if he came in, he'd be nice. Uh, yeah, he would be. He would be very he'd nice, honestly. He'd be nice he'd be fucking wrapped in a pretzel, Jimmy. Fucking and sent back to Belgium. Yeah, there you go. Listen, I do not respect what he did. That's why I'm so upset about it. What happened? He's taking advantage of a young coach. Being a nice guy, right? I'll humor him. I'll mess. All right, he's doing some kicks. Really, you're putting your stinky old sixty year old foot in my face. You wouldn't like that, would you? Say something. I don't know. I'm like, oh wow. Oh, you just showed me a high kick. Can I show you a toe hold. Yeah, I'll rip that fucking foot off, Van Dam. Toe holds are painful, aren't they? Well, he's not gonna like it. He'll be. He won't be kicking with that foot. I wouldn't like that. No, I mean, nah. listen. He'll have to just turn it around, man. He's just rip it right back around because he'd be facing the other way. But who am I to say that? I understand. I'm not a big fan. Why did he do that to our boy Cody? 
Try to make them look silly? No, Van Damme. People sniffing at that. They, they know what you're fucking selling. Can you Try tell to sell it's a yourself. real accident? Listen to me. We saw you in Expendables 3. It, you didn't fucking kill it. You were fucking awful. I like Wesley no. Slaves better than you. I'm pissed at him. Yeah, you are. I don't know. I'm getting over it. It's okay. You sound like it. It's less anger than before. <laughs> anyway. So let's... Uh, <clears throat> all right. Elaine has to go, but uh, you were fun to talk to, man. It's... Uh, you're really good at what you do. Well, um, thank you very much. And your film is now available on iTunes, and it's getting 100% on Rotten Tomatoes. What's the name of it again? Kickboxer Retaliation. Kickboxer Retaliation. Yes. That's Thanks, man. Boxer. Thanks for hanging yeah. out with us. Thanks for having me. It was great, man. Anytime. Huge Anytime. fan, and I love the show. It's Thanks, awesome. Man. Thanks, brother. Appreciate that, man. Yeah. Make sure you leave a, a rating and a comment. No, I'm, only <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling other people at home. All right, brother. Be Take right care, back. Alan. Thank you. Support for UFC Unfiltered comes from our friends at Rocket Mortgage by Quicken Loans. They understand that home plays a big role in your life and family. That's why they created Rocket Mortgage. Rocket Mortgage gives you the confidence you need when it comes to buying a home or refinancing your existing home loan. It's simple, allowing you to fully understand all the details and be confident you're getting the right mortgage for you. Whether you're looking to buy your first home or 10th, with Rocket Mortgage, you get a transparent online process that gives you the confidence to make an informed decision. It's convenient. Our trusted partners allow you to share your financial information with Rocket Mortgage at the touch of a button. And in addition to getting a real mortgage approval in minutes, you can even adjust the rate and length of your loan in real time to make sure you're getting the right solution for you. Rocket Mortgage by Quicken Loans. Apply simply, understand fully, mortgage confidently. To get started, go to rocketmortgage.com slash unfiltered. Equal housing lender. Licensed in all 50 states. NMLS. Consumeraccess.org. Number 33. After a stressful game, it's only natural to need some well-deserved rest. Upgrade your current sleep situation because Mattress Firm is offering the best bed deal of the year. Get a king bed for a queen price or a queen bed for a twin price for savings of up to 700 bucks. Plus, take home a free adjustable base up to a $699 value. That's $699 for free. You'll only find these deals during Mattress Firm's Memorial Day sale. So don't miss your chance to start sleeping like a pro. Shop now at mattressfirm.com slash sale. There's nothing worse than being uncomfortable in bed. It's, it's horrible. You're not rested the next day. You suck at work. Mattress Firm's Memorial Day sale is offering the best bed deal of the year. Save up to $700 when you get a king bed for a queen price or a queen bed for a twin price plus... Take home a free adjustable base that's up to a $699 value free. Visit mattressfirm.com slash sale for more details. What up, everybody? This is CJ McCollum from the Portland Trailblazers. And here's a little taste of what we talked about on this week's Pull Up podcast. Very special mini post-Game 7 episode of Pull Up. An epic Game 7 in Denver. 37 points back-to-back essentially close-out buckets. Why were you so successful last night? I think it just really came down to my demeanor and mindset. Empty the clip, leave nothing out there. I wanted to say I did everything in my power and I left all my bullets out there on the court and didn't bring anything home. How do you shift to a completely new animal, an absolute monster in the Warriors? In the playoffs, it just comes down to X's and O's and execution more so than anything else. The Warriors aren't going to run a lot of plays. They're going to run a lot of misdirection out of timeouts and late clock situations. But most of it's going to be mid-pick and roll. It's going to be pin downs and flares and things of that nature for Clay and Steph in a lot of transitions. So you have to guard the three-point line, get back in transition, and make it as difficult as possible on them. Don't forget to... Subscribe and listen every week on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your shows. All right, look, we got a question for all the... I'm going to listen to a podcast to help fall asleep, people. Are you struggling to get some sleep? I suck at sleeping. 
you answered yes, you're in luck. We got a great tip for you on how you can conk out more easily. Now, Mattress Firm is America's neighborhood mattress store. It lets you forget your budget. Uh, it lets your budget stretch further. It doesn't let you forget your budget. We're all budget obsessed. <laughs> they like when I'm cute and off the cuff. Uh, it lets your budget stretch further when you're looking for ways to improve your sleep. They are more than mattress experts. They have the whole package that helps you transform your mattress into a bed. From adjustable bases and sheets to headboards and bedroom decor. They got you covered literally and figuratively. Go to mattressfirm.com slash podcast to see what deals are happening right now as I read this sentence to you. They even offer you a 120-night sleep trial to ensure perfection and 120-night low sleep price guarantee. Low, uh, yeah, low price guarantee, low sleep. sleep. See, here's what happened. Chris got up to close the door because the door is open and my eyes followed him and then I read the wrong sentence. It's a low sleep guarantee. That's anti-mattress. It's a 120-night low-price guarantee, so you're going to know you paid the perfect price. Uh, again, go to mattressfirm.com slash podcast to learn how your sleep can be monumentally improved. And if you're still awake, we're going to restart the podcast now, assuming that's cool with you. What do we got, Jimmy? What do we got? Uh, well, we're going to call Jimmy Smith right now. He's, he does a great job. He's a new UFC announcer. Uh, he, I don't think he's doing the pay-per-views. He's doing like the uh, FS1s and, and the Fox Sports ones, right? Yeah, he's I think really he, good. He, well, he did do two twenty one down in, uh, when they were in Australia, so he's done. Oh, you know what? You're correct. I stand yeah. corrected. Joe's doing the. Uh, will he do any with Rogan? Why am I asking you? I'll ask yeah, well, him. Ask Jimmy Smith. Get him on the phone. Jimmy used to fight. Yes, he did. Where did he train jujitsu? He won his last fight with heel hook. He's yeah. Most age. of his wins were by uh, submission. Yeah. Really? Fuck, man. I, mean, I want to learn. Where did he? Let's talk to him about this. Yeah, let's have a conversation. Excuse me, everybody. Jimmy, I am burping. Jimmy is farting. It's UFC Unfiltered. There we go. Hey, what's up, Jimmy? How are you? We got Jimmy Smith on the phone. How are you? Good. How are you doing, man? Good. You're talking to uh, to Jim and Matt. Life's good for you? Life is good, man. Everything's great. Yeah, you do a really good job, man. It's uh, you, you seem to fit right in. How do you, how do you like working with John Hannick? That's how it feels, man. You know, people don't really get, like, I've known John for a while. I mean, we've been friends for a while, so we've always wanted to work together. It was great. So it wasn't like, I was like, hey, nice to meet you. It's Jimmy. And, you know, then we had to work together. Like, I'd known him for a long time, and I, of course, been watching him for a long time. So it was great to actually sit down and call a fight, man. It's a really, it seems like a really hard thing to do because, you know, commentating on a fight, whether it's football or, or any type of sport, you have to know when to shut up and when to talk, what's interesting. Like, you know, it's a really, it's a tough balance when to let the action just kind of happen and when to comment and what to say. It's not as natural or easy as people think. It isn't, but, but my personal rule of thumb, and, and, and this is true, and, and Brendan Fitzgerald, when I worked with him for the first time a couple of days ago in Austin, I said, if we both grab the moment we lose it. It's better if if you're not sure, shut up. That's my personal <clears throat> philosophy. Is if you're not sure, let the play-by-play guy handle it, rather than both of us try to grab it and it slips away. What's you the difference? I mean? What's like, the difference between so, play-by-play and commentating? I mean, sorry, in color. A lot of people wonder that. Play-by-play. Number one, they always introduce you. The play-by-play guy will always speak first. So whenever we come, you know, you're coming into Austin, Texas, welcome to Austin. That's all the play-by-play guy. Whenever we come back from commercial, welcome back, so-and-so's fighting, his record is this, that's all play-by-play. The best way to put it, and this is what I was first told when I started the business, play-by-play is the who and the what. Who is this guy? What does he do? 
this guy's a running back, this guy's a quarterback. The why and the how is me. How is he throwing that football so well? Why did that guy intercept that pass? Not just this guy's a running back, he played for so-and-so in college. That's all play-by-play. Why they are doing what they're doing and how they're doing it is my job. Okay. Jimmy, let me ask you about your training, buddy, because I'm reading here, your last fight – because I knew that you had experience, because I, I, I listened to you before, uh, even before you came over to the to, to our team in the UFC. But I listened to you before. I knew you had knowledge, but I didn't know that you were a former fighter and that you your last you won your last fight by a heel hook back in 2006. Tell me about your, your martial arts training, man. Where, where'd you start? Uh, dude, I'm, I'm a Carlson Gracie guy, man. Oh. I hate yoga here in L.A. So uh, that that's why I have my black belt under. That's why I've been training there. But I started out, um, God. Coming up on 20 years ago at Team Punishment back in the day. So, oh, wow, wow. Yeah, Fabiano Iha and those guys and, and everybody about 2000 when I got out of college. And so uh, started with them. And then, like I said, now I'm a crossing guy. So back then it was kind of like, oh, you know jujitsu? It's Friday. You want to fight on Sunday? Okay, yeah, all right, sure. Get out there at this bar in San Pedro and fight in the back. And I was like, all right, I had two days notice. Stuff like that happened all the time. You know, I mean, I know you remember, but it was like different world as, as far as preparation went. And oh, yeah. hey, we'll get you striking coach, and you'll you'll learn how to punch for four weeks, and then get in there and do a fight. I mean, back, yeah, yeah, back back then, then it was yeah. it was almost style for style. Still, you know what I mean? It was slowly yeah, becoming yeah. mixed martial arts. <laughs> Dude, he has a black belt. I don't believe it. Like it was like a huge deal. And oh now yeah. It's like, it's almost like you, that's where you start. It's like, oh, it's, yeah. it, it's so you funny. Know. It's so funny, Jimmy. I just literally this morning, somebody, uh, an old friend of mine, uh, Henzo Gracie, uh, who came up me over at Henzo Gracie Academy, had an old, he found an old like uh, VHS, VHS tape of me rolling with Master Henzo. So I just today, uh, on the way here, put on the uh, my Instagram. It was literally, tw- had to be over 20 years ago of just Henzo arm locking me. But it's funny. I mean, back then, it was really like jujitsu was such a rarity. Where if somebody is a black belt, you're looking at. I mean, you could actually count on your hand how many like American black belts there were that many years ago. It's amazing. Oh, it was, and there was a huge disparity, which I'm sure you remember too, between the East Coast and the West Coast. Most of the Gracies came out to the West Coast, and yeah. I remember you coming up and people going, "Dude, this guy from this guy from East Coast, man, he's actually." <laughs> He's choking dudes out, man. He's he's really really outstanding. It was crazy the disparity, and now it's like it's everywhere. It is everywhere. No, no <laughs> secrets, man. I, that's what it is, and that's and back then we didn't have the computer e- either. You know, I remember I used to study old like Monday L's and and old like old uh, VHS tapes of the former tournaments that people could just get you know all this from the computer now like they could just watch the latest abu dhabi the latest whatever it is you know i mean these tournaments and get new techniques working with their friends i mean back then we were really just starving for knowledge people really it was just a different different time man you go to seminars and you would you would you would like just because you had all those people there yeah go hey what about this and that and other guys would get together and 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 roll just because they were from different places and go, hey, man, this is what we're doing at this place and, and this spot. Because, yeah, you didn't have, like, one well of knowledge, the Internet, to go to and get stuff. And then the old school guys would have these tapes of, you know, you know my, my instructors, you know, obviously Carlson Gracie has been doing it forever, but he'll tell me about these old fights and Valise and these guys and these, yeah. these challenges and all this stuff. We took on Daniel Gracie in the academy and all this stuff. And it's nuts. He had to, like, hand that stuff out on VHS and, like, be sure to give it back to me. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's, it's everywhere, dude. It's everywhere. Don't lose this, man. This is 
Valid in this challenge with this dude, and he puts yeah. him out, and you know, like a riot broke out in the stands. These crazy stories, man. It's just nuts. It's nuts. What did you think of the uh, the fights this weekend? I thought they were really good. Dude, really outstanding, man. Really, really outstanding. And it was one of those things where a lot of Texas fighters were in it, so the crowd was nuts. Fighters feed off that. It's like it all it all kind of you know fed on itself, and the emotion of of. Cowboys fight and Yancey Medeiros are two of the best guys I've ever seen try to murder each other. You know, just it's crazy that switch of, of love and respect they have for one another almost translates into a more aggressive fight. It's I was like, all right. I, I was very impressed with uh, Curtis Millander, uh, or is it Millander? I don't know, beating uh, Thiago Alves. In the first round, you know, he had him, and it, did he celebrate? Too, uh, did he did he celebrate too soon, or is that why they call him Curtius Curtis? Because he thought that uh, Thiago was out and left him there, and that actually let him back into the fight, and then wound up going to the second round. So he almost made a critical mistake. Yeah, completely. And I, I told him that afterward because you know I called some of his fights before, and and one of the things he wanted to show, you know, he told people because he wanted to show me how much better he had gotten, and he had gotten a lot better. And I said, man, you can't do that. And I read an interview where he was like, well, I didn't want to hurt the guy, and. Dude, be a professional. Get on him, finish him. You know, and I know you don't want to hurt anybody, but but hey, this sport hurts. You got to go after that because Thiago's a veteran. He's too tough. <laughs> you let him back into the fight, man. He can land a good one, and you're the one that's out. I'll you tell know? So you again. Ensure it, yeah. Yeah, sorry to cut you off there, Jimmy. Um, no, no, you know, I I was now that was Curtis's debut. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, I, I was, man, talk about impressive. I, If there was uh, so much for the first time UFC jitters, I mean, even though he did let him back in the fight, I, I don't, I, I mean, Thiago, I don't think he was really ever in the fight in the sense no, no. he was game. I'll give him that. He was definitely game, but he had a hard time finding his range and a couple of leg kicks, but Curtis just looked on a different level, yeah, man. Did. It was like a changing of the guard right there. So impressive with him. Well, Curtis said he was not so worried with yeah. about his leg kicks. He wasn't worried about Alves' leg kicks. Nope. Uh, he said he had a, a plan for that, and, uh, and and Alves didn't really seem to do too much. But he switched his stances a lot, too. He, he seems like a really hard guy. I, I mean, I out. can't wait to see what's Quick. next for him. Good. Quick for his size, man. He's, cause he's tall and rangy, but a lot of times Alves would throw that leg kick, and he would just step that leg back, no problem. And Alves would just whiff on it, and... That's tough for for a guy that size to be that light on his feet, but there's a uh, there's a there's an expression I use and I wish I had invented it, but I didn't. It was Teddy Atlas. Oh. He said, "GBND, this guy's game but not dangerous." Oh, I, I went, oh, I fucking love man. that. I love that. Say Dude. that again. I, I talked over that. I got excited. Yeah, he said. He said I, it was a Zab Judah fight, and Zab Judah and I you know, love the guy. He was coming back after a layoff, and he goes, yeah, this is the kind of, you got, the kind of guy you want after a layoff. Game, but not dangerous. Game, and I went, but not And, you know, wow. as a broadcaster, I went, wow, that's a good way to put it. This guy's tough. He's game. He'll make a fight out of it, but he's not going to win. Wow, that's cool. It sounds like a woman I would like. And, GBND. Yeah. Giant balls, nice <laughs> dick. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Totally. That's totally you, bro. That's totally you. Game, but not dangerous. At that point, Alvis was game but not dangerous and, and you got to learn to recognize hey that kind of fighter and when a fighter becomes that kind of guy when he's in it but he's not not doing what he needs to do to win jimmy uh let's talk about the, the that that main event there with uh donald cerrone and, and yancey for a second now you said about the respect and how it makes it an even uh, i don't well i'm not sure what you said even better fight or even uh, more uh they go harder when yeah, they okay. like each other so much but this is this is this, now the fighting game is such a this is what really stood out 
for me. And I took it, I did, and I, I noticed it right away, and I didn't like it. And one person that I seen said this in a post-fight show, Kenny Florian, said the same exact thing that I'm about to say. It is not good to let Cowboy treat that like a sparring session with bad intentions. In other words, look, when he has the most trouble... It's a, it's a, it's a, it's a, I'm not going to say it's, he's mental cause he's, he's, he's fucking mentally strong, but he's definitely worse to wear when you don't, you're not buddy, buddy with him. Even when you look, I mean, I, there's several examples. I mean, look at his Matt Brown fight, man. And then they finally, that third round, I mean, Matt Brown wasn't even, I feel touching gloves with him. I think he was being a prick and it was good though. I mean, that's what he wanted to go in there with that kind of attitude. Dude, Diaz, man. Exactly. I was going to get to that next. Diaz flipping him off, knocking his hat off. What about, uh, uh, Jorge uh, Masvidal? Yeah. Be, dude, yep. tr- talking shit to him before. Now you could say, "Oh man, that's being a punk." I don't know, man. I don't know about that. I think that's being fucking uh, mentally strategic, strategic mentally. And and look how it, look how it works out for him by Yancey, who's who. First of all, I don't know the guy, but I want to give the guy a hug. He seems like a really good dude. Yeah. And Great. by him, like right away, oh man, that was a good shot. Let's hug. You're getting cowboy back into all right. Um, that we're having fun and you don't make that fucking cowboy relax. That's when he decapitates people. <laughs> it's better to have that fuck you attitude. We're not friends. We're, and be cool afterwards. You know, be be gracious. But Diaz get flipping them off right at the last round when they were fighting that five rounder. I believe that was a five round. That was the main event. Um, you know, this is the shit that gives him trouble. So once I saw Yancey hugging him and I'm like, uh oh. I right. thought it back then. I go, that don't. That's not good because I like that he was and he was game. And I yeah. feel he was dangerous, but he kind of that. I think that I listen. Maybe I'm off, but I feel that might have made a little bit of a difference, and kind of calms Cowboy into that sparring sparring type of mentality, and that's when he really hurts people. Two things Cowboy has trouble with. Number one is guys who, like you said, make it about the gamesmanship, who kind of get in his face and flip him off and make it make him uncomfortable number one number two the guys he tends to lose to that give him trouble at least are tricky they're unorthodox they've got a little speed they do things they don't just hey let's stand and bang brah those yeah. kind of guys generally don't do well against cowboy jorge masbrell is a tricky striker he yeah. you know he's, he's slick he comes out with a lot of different angles um the the pettis fight same thing a guy who was quicker and flicker and you know nate's very unorthodox the stand and bang and let's throw kind of guys Let's see who's tougher. Yeah. Cowboy generally beats those guys. You know, Darren Till had a lot of, you know, uh, interesting angles on his punches. The guys yeah. who, who just stand up and bang generally don't do that well against Cowboy. So I think in both of those senses, uh, Medeiros was at a disadvantage. A, he was buddy-buddy, and B, he's pretty much a straight-on scrapper kind of guy. And, and Cowboy generally does well against those guys. And Ponzinibbio had said that uh, he kind of wanted to fight him, I'm supposing, a welterweight, but Cowboy said he wants to try for the lightweight title again. I'm guessing he's, he doesn't want to stay up at welterweight. Well, you know, the, the, the thing is, is that, you know, Medeiros isn't a big welterweight once again. This guy who came up from 55 himself. So didn't he weigh at 169 or something like that? Didn't he weigh in like just about uh, just under like 160? He didn't didn't hit 170, I don't think. Yeah, yeah. You know, he's not a big welterweight. The problem Cowboy's going to have at 170 is there's a big difference, and I've seen it a million times, between a big 55er and a natural 170. They're just a lot bigger. And um, I think if Cowboy's going to make a title run uh, before the end of his career, it's going to be a 55. 
Yeah, I think so too. And who has like Hendrick seemed to notice that when he went up, and a few of these guys. Uh, but there's some guys don't have any trouble with it. But he, you know, Hendrick seemed to notice that the, the, those guys up at 185 are just a lot bigger when that's naturally where they belong. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it's just. I mean, there's a re- you know, there's always talk in the industry about weight cutting and the problems it has, and and that's completely understandable. But you realize why guys do it. I mean, you understand most of the champions in their divisions are generally big for the weight class. And, and there's a, just a huge disparity. You know, uh, you know, you fought at 55 and 70, and there's just a huge difference between, you know, yeah. physically 55 and 70, man. It's, just, it's big. And it's just such a, I mean, I was one of those, I would have been one of those tweeners, man. Like, like that's like, in other words, if there was like a, a, a 160 weight class, right. that would have well, been. Well, that's what I, Cowboy was That's saying. what Cowboy said yeah. also. It kind of, it, it definitely struck a chord with me because I'm like, yo, that's how, exactly how I felt. Like that last five, and I'm not a tall dude. I'm five, six, but I'm, I'm just wide as fuck. <laughs> you know what I mean? And, uh, and I'm, it's not like I'm eating pizza. Like, why can't I get the 155? I'd be dieting and running and. I look like Gollum getting on that scale, man. But then 170 was pretty easy for me to make. But, you know, I'm up to everybody's nipples. So it was rough, man. What are you going to do? Yeah, but, <laughs> we did you know, right. so many times in weight-cutting in weight cutting sports, I mean, yeah. you know, wrestling, jiu-jitsu, whatever, those guys are just kind of in the middle. You know, they're yeah. just they're not quite big enough for the, for, the, for, the, for the weight class up, and they're a little too big for the weight class down, and you get stuck. And, and you see it all the time, and it, it's, it's unfortunate. It really is. I feel eventually there will be more weight classes. There has to be. I feel there will be, like, you know, like we talked about, a 160 or whatever else, just to, you know, like they do, like they have in boxing. How many fucking weight classes do they have in boxing? I know. Yeah, welterweight, super welterweight. Yeah, they have the supers. Yeah, you know, they don't got to get nuts, but, you know, a, a couple in there that make a big difference for guys. Hey, Jim, what, what did you think of uh, 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 Lewis beating Tybora, which was, uh, he really was in trouble on the, uh, on the ground there, and it seems like that's the, kind of the way to, to hurt Derek Lewis. And did you notice that it was like his guys, his corner was yelling out basic instructions to him. Like when he was up against the cage uh, for a takedown attempt, they're yelling, widen your base, white. Like they're yelling out kind of really, really basic things. Oh, really rudimentary, yeah. Yeah, it, it was kind of funny. It was, it was and, and, and their advice between rounds, in every round was, go out there and finish him. Yep. Like, don't get in, you know, it's like, don't get on your back. Yeah. You know, like, finish the guy. You know, it was, you have the power to finish this guy. Go out there and do it. Don't give him time to put you in these bad positions. And, and the, the, you know, the good and bad thing about somebody like Derek Lewis is he believes he can knock you out last second, Last minute, last round. If I touch you, we can go out. And it worked. But every time you do that, you're rolling the dice. Like I can get mounted for fifteen for fourteen minutes and knock you out in the fifteenth minute. Yes, he's right. But there's that guy, Matt, and you and I know him. Those black belts. You're mounted. You're done. Like mm-hmm. they're never letting you out. And and you know, Tabora wasn't able to do that, but somebody will. Verdun gets a mount on you. Oh boy. Good night. That yeah, dude is I mean, never he's... getting off. And, yeah. and that's one of those things between an old school guy, you know, in, in jujitsu and a new school guy. I mean, my instructor's always telling me, like I'm sure Henzo told you, he'll tell me stuff like, Jimmy, then Mario take your back. That's it. That's yeah. it. That you, <laughs> you're not going anywhere. You know, and he'll go, you know, yeah. uh, Carlo Laborio, Jimmy, he mounts you, you'll finish. That's it. Just it, He'll never let you out again. And so, that's his thing. Don't ever let him hit past your guard because these old school Carlson guys, you're never getting away. It, they'll never let you out. And the old school Henzo, you get your back, he'll never let you go. 
You'll never like trick him into getting up. Yeah, it's so that, yeah. yeah, he's got to learn that. It's that positional, that positional like dominance that I don't yeah. want that to. And I don't. I'm not getting paranoid, but sometimes with the submission grappling, and and now leg locks is a huge, huge thing. But if you watch like a submission grappling match now compared to back in the day back in the day guys are still trying to get those dominant positions that are the that are good for a fight and, and they want to keep it they want to get a guy they want to pass that guard they want to establish that cross side they want to either finish there or they move forward to mount or to back and you know it's like and then they when they get there like you said man i can't get this dude off that mounted he's setting up for it up here looking to take limbs i can't get him off now he's on my back if you're now nowadays if guys are having too much trouble passing a guard they'll lay with the leg and the guy gets on top, he gets on top, then we're going for a leg. We go, but you're losing position that's 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 crucial in a fight that you don't lose those positions and that you but so you know what i mean so it's like it's yeah, almost like 100%. they go with the past the, the the um the path of least resistance, but they're not developing that pressure and that control that you need for the for the um positional um you know dominance in MMA. Does does that make I was, sense? I was training yeah, I was training with one of my teammates, um Who's a uh, was one of my coworkers? Uh, uh, you know, a year ago he was doing like a the fight to win pro in Philly or something, and and he's kind of a new school guy, you know. And we were rolling, and I pass his guard, I'm inside control, and I submitted him, and he goes, "Man, nobody does that anymore." <laughs> and I, went, I went, "Does what?" And he goes, "Dude, your side control. I couldn't breathe, and like, yeah. I couldn't move." And I went, "Well, that's how you're." supposed to do side control like you know like that was weird exactly. to me and he goes, no people jump in side control and me on the belly and they flip for a leg lock and i'm yeah. like yeah i don't really <laughs> nah. uh i'm you know, i'm not doing that with the kid who's like 20 years younger than me dude so forget it you know but he literally was like nobody grapples like that anymore yeah well i mean that's, i like got yeah. out and they were like whoa you know it, it was weird you know like it's just changed you know i mean i love jujitsu i i love it to death i still roll a bunch but uh, I and I don't hate on any new techniques. I, I what I feel nah, you can make work. Yeah, you, you know. But I do feel that it should be able to carry over. You know, even when I wear the gi, I consider the gi a jacket, man. It's just me strangling somebody with a jacket. You know, I'm not that guy where you too many where you get a gi on and you you undress the guy and you tie up one arm and you know what I mean. But uh, yeah. some guys don't even look to get that mount anymore. They don't even look at because, man, if I get mount and the guy just stays really tight and then he makes a little bit of space and he's on my legs, so I, I avoid the mount. Man, you get mount and that guy's playing all tight. You elbow him in his fucking face. How about he's going to make some space and then it's going to lead to all good things that you're never going to develop because you're never getting that mount anymore. I don't know. I could well, go on for this for hours with Jimmy. Dude, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I could go forever. Yeah. <laughs> I could. I really could. It's, yeah. just, it's just a difference. And to make it more entertaining, yeah. they've taken away a lot of the positional stuff. You know, yeah. submission only means mount doesn't mean anything points-wise. So yeah. why am I going to go for that? And, and, you know, I'll just wait and go for a lot of submissions. And, and it's, it's led to a different kind of game, maybe a more entertaining game. But a lot of that positional stuff is gone. I thought that, um, yeah, and a guy like Lewis is the same thing Ngannou had against a guy like Stipe. Like, like if, if he can't do anything on the ground... You know, you look at it like, what would a shot against Stipe Miocic look like? It's going to be ugly for him, I think, if, if Miocic gets a hold of him. I mean, we were looking at, I mean, you know, Kenny and I, when we did the, the post-fight uh, a breakdown for the Ngannou fight, he didn't put his elbows in. He didn't shrimp in cycle. He didn't do stuff that you're like, man, you learned that in your first week. Yeah. He, I mean, it was elbows all over the place and wasn't moving his hips. I mean, it wasn't even like... Yeah, uh, man, he, his choke wasn't great. It was like he didn't move inside control. And you can't teach somebody that in a fight. 
There's no way from the corner I can go put your elbows in and strip out and put your foot in and get guard back. If you haven't been drilling that, yeah, you're not going to learn it then. And That's it seemed like he didn't know it then, man. I thought Sage looked good. Sage uh, defeated uh, Theobald Gortia. I thought he looked really good. He did, and I, I didn't understand Gucci's strategy in that fight because I thought he was doing well with the right hand. Hurt him a couple times. He should have a little more man strength. You know what I'm saying? Like, he was eating some strikes when Gucci went in and landed. He hurt him. You know, and then he went back to this takedown that he wasn't getting and, and kept wasting all his energy and time. And when I thought he was doing well in the stand-up. And, and man, the, the, the easiest rule in MMA is stay where you're winning. You know, stay where you're having success. And I felt if he had done that, he would have done much better. I, I just didn't get strategically what he was doing. Didn't you know, Sage, went for, uh, Sage went for uh, takedowns, too, which is, is something I, you know, I was surprised to see, too. He seemed like he wants to be more comfortable on the ground. He's hanging out with the alpha. The yeah, alpha exactly. Male, man. That was, that's 100% Uriah, that, that blast double leg, good huh. timing on it when he got it, you know. So, yeah, I think that's his new school training. And uh, do you think you're going to be doing these with Anik and Rogan together uh, on any of the pay-per-views? Will I? Yeah, yeah. We will see. I do not know yet. They're oh. uh, they're calling me all the time, going, going. Uh, you know, hey, you're going to be on this show. All right, got it. No problem. And I put it on my calendar. And like, okay, you're going to be uh, doing this at the desk. So they're always letting me know what I'm doing. <laughs> like every week, I'm getting new calls. So yeah, but I never know what's coming yet. They haven't given me like a full schedule for the year yet. Oh, they don't. Okay, they just might let you know three weeks in advance or whatever. Yeah, it, yeah, yeah. Well, one of the things they said when I came on, you know, because I signed, you know, beginning of the year, they went, you know, a lot of the schedule for the first six months has already been set. You know, we didn't, we didn't plan for you. Sure. So we're going to throw you in where we can. We really like you. We think you're great. Uh, we're going to throw you in where you can, but be ready for these calls because we're still kind of making the schedule with you in mind. So probably back half of the year, I'll have a more set schedule. This first six months are like, hey, we got a new guy. Where can we put him? And so that's why I'm jumping around all over the place and. And uh, man, I'm loving it. I never know what's what's coming up for the next month. Well, you do a great job, man. You're you're a great addition. And uh, when is the next one you're doing? Do you know? Next one I am doing that's on my schedule is uh, Brazil in uh, May 12th. It's okay. The first, the next fight that's on my schedule. But uh, I'm going to be on the desk a few times before that. I think my next time on the desk is is for uh, UFC 222, man. Now, if you go to Brazil, how far in advance do you get there to interview fighters and kind of prep for the broadcast? For Australia, it was, I want to say, two or three days before because we interview the fighters, then they weigh in, then they fight. And so the interview's like two days before the weigh-in. I got to be there for that. And for something like Brazil, where there might be some setup or time, I might get in the day before that so that I'm not rushing in and you know, my, if my plane's late, I miss the interview. So probably three days before, four okay. days before, that's, that, that's about normal. All right. well, hey, Jimmy, if you're ever in, in New York, man, please hang out with us in here. You know, Done deal. Studio. Thanks for Done hey, man, deal. I'm I will do it, brother. I'm happy you're part of it. Great reminiscing about the old school, man. I'm, I'm really happy you're, you're part of the UFC, man. You really am. Glad to be here, man. It's been a long time coming. I really appreciate all the fans. Everybody in the UFC, they've been absolutely great. Awesome, man. Talk to you soon, man. Take care, buddy. Take care, Jimmy. You too, brother. All right. Bye, Jimmy. Yeah, man. He does a good job, man. Really I like good. him, man. I definitely felt some bonding there because we're two old school guys. I think we came up around the same time. Right. You know what I mean? And, uh, you know, another guy, maybe a little taller than me, bald. I like him. Yeah. You know, I <laughs> like him. That's right. Yeah. And he can, you know, he, that, 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 that talk about the positional, uh, uh, the positional game in jujitsu and uh, the old school with the new school and everything else like that. I could spend the whole fucking podcast talking to him about that. So 
Well, let's do picks because oh, we yeah, should do oh, picks. Oh, my God, yeah. Jimmy. Jimmy, I did fucking horrendous. I, I There's a couple I got. Uh, yeah, let's, let's bang them out. Let's go. Sage North Cut against uh, Theobald Guti. Yeah, Thibaut Guti. Oh, Thibaut. Wow. Yeah. All right. Well, I okay. picked that You one. can correct me on that. No, no, that's fine. Uh, and we all had Sage Northcutt. Jim Norton had Sage Northcutt by decision, so that's three points. Yeah. Matt, you had him by first round knockout, only one point. I had him by second round knockout, one point. Right. Brandon Davis, Steve, uh, Stephen Peterson was a really good fight. Yep. Um, yeah. Fight of the night. Yeah, it was, that was tremendous. Was yeah. Who, uh, Wasn't, didn't, Pearson, uh, didn't Peterson take it very last minute? Uh, yes, he was He was stepping in. He's a guy from Texas. So yeah, he, he was a bloody fight. mess by the end of it. But I think he took that on a short, 10 days notice or something. Yeah, and he, I mean, He's he was on man. very wobbly legs, didn't get finished. I mean, tough as nails. Yeah, but, picks. You know. uh, Jim had Brandon Davis via decision, so he got another three points there. And me and you, Matt, both had Steven Peterson by decision. So we got no points. Okay. Jimmy, I'm not doing good, Jimmy. Well, I knew he was taking a fight. Hey, Jimmy, I'm, I'm thinking of the rest of the fights. I don't know if I... I, I took Alves over me, Mom Leonard. Uh, you did, yeah. You had a rough. You had a rough. I had a rough one this one, Jimmy. I don't one. think I got one. Uh, you guys both had Tiago Alves by knockout. Because I'm an old school guy, Jimmy. <laughs> Absolutely. Jim in the second it. round, Matt in the third round. I did have Curtis Millender. I had him by decision because okay. Tiago's tough. I didn't think he was going to get knocked out, but Curtis Millender looked. Dude, that excellent. guy. Well, listen, yeah. I don't mind being wrong with a guy like that. John yeah. Jones looking know. right. Yeah, he Dude, was I very Jones. Know. Not just the shorts, but the way he fights, when he throws yeah. in the first like a bleed kick. Like, yeah, but he's really good. I'm very interested to see what's next for that guy. What is his record right he's now? He's calling out. Uh, who did he call out? Uh, Mickey Gall. Yeah, he's a big U- uh, M- uh, WWE fan, and he didn't like how Mickey treated uh, CM, CM Punk, Punk, so he called what's, out uh, Mickey. His, uh, he's 15-3 and three right now, and he's on a seven, six, seven fight win streak. Seven. How old is he? Uh, let's see. I don't know. 57, which is unusual. He is 57. No, he's 30. Oh, oh he's old. 30 already. Yeah, so. But I'll tell you, but he's looking, hey, man. He's a fucking problem, that guy, Curtis. Well, he uses all of his length. I mean, that yeah. that was the thing. If if Tiago could have got in on him, obviously he can hurt him there, but he just kept him on the outside. I don't outside. know if I've ever seen anybody on the feed give Tiago a problem like that. Yeah. I'm going to say probably not. Wasn't that the same problem with uh, Trinaldo and Vic? Uh, Vic was using his height and kind of staying on the outside. In the third round, he kind of, yeah. not cruised, but he was making uh, yeah. Trinaldo, uh, Trinaldo had an come easier in. time of getting in than Tiago did. He was did, pretty yes. impressive, too, though, Trinaldo. Yeah. I think he was, he wasn't being overly effective but he was i mean we'll talk about being he was game and he wasn't really getting tired where i thought he would get more tired right doing what he was doing right but uh but fun fight and you got to give james vick props man we had him on here last week and uh Absolutely. the guy's winning i mean yeah. he is fucking winning he's a big guy for that weight and uh, I want to see what's next with him, too, man. Congrats, James Vick. Yeah, he had an issue with his pinky, uh, Vick said, after the fight, that yeah, it got came, dislocated yeah, or whatever. So he was, that's yeah, why he it went took a while to bring exclusively it, it to kicks, in. pretty much. Yeah. It's the little things that are annoying. Go ahead. Who had James Vick? Uh, so we all had James Vick. Um, me and Jim had him by a third-round finish. What I have. I had submission. Matt, this is your best pick of the night. You had James Vick by decision, and you got three points for it. So we got two? That, it's all, guys, it's only one, one pick. You don't have – it doesn't – it doesn't warrant an oh, applause. Oh, I agree. One... <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, next up, we had Derek Lewis versus Marcin Tibera. And can I say this about Derek Lewis, too? Like, I know you guys were talking What's about that? that he was having a rough time off his back. But even when he was attempting to get up, when he would try to stand, he was just giving Tibera his back, which yeah. against the guy. He and, did, yes, but he yeah. almost shook him off, and then he just kind of stood there and, and just like, fucked out. it and went yeah, back down. Big hippo. <laughs> He's yeah. like, I don't have to get any hooks in. Um, I oh man, I almost had that. So he had I him took in the Lewis. second round. <laughs> you did, yeah. We can both. I, had... Can I please show that guy how to do some setups, man? Yeah. With some fucking get a guy in a crucifix. 
sometimes it's not better always to go for that back. Like, in other words, like if you watch Chris Weidman versus Kelvin Gastelum, we never told him to get the hooks in right. when he was on all fours. Make him eat your weight, keep him on all fours. Bring him back, put him on his ass, bring him straight back, get cross side on him. Well, you also Jimmy. know Gastelum went up in weight, right? So it's a yeah. smart move. But more, more for being strategic about it, when you get your hooks in on him, he is very good at going belly up. Next thing you know, he's on top or he's out. He's very good at that, Kelvin. So, uh, you know. I mean, guys who give a big problem with that is a guy like like Luke Rockhold, if he can get on him and triangle his body and shit like that. But he's very hard to hold. That's why we had Chris work on all fours. Sure. A, a, a similar strategy could be used for um, uh, the, the the Black Beast yeah. if somebody's fighting him. Sure. Or if you feel you're going to lose that back, just control him. He might not. Listen, have him eat that weight, trip him right back down, get him on his ass. That's going to be more tiring for him. Then he's a little worse to wear in the later rounds. Yeah. Then, then fucking set up camp. Verdum fights him. Mm -hmm. Woo! That's ending one way or the other. Do you think Verdum would be able to? He'd be able to get up from Verdum. Would he be able to shake Verdum off? Mm, yeah, it, it's unlikely. It, if you put it no, but it, I mean, listen, it's 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 it, it, could, it could happen. I mean, but he's with his control. He's not going to get away with what he's getting getting away with with uh, Marcin Marcin right, right yeah. here. Marcin. Marching. Yeah, he's got to be kicking himself a little bit, Tiber, though, because he he was in control of that fight. And obviously, if Lewis stands up, he can put your lights out. But yeah. right, I mean, he had he control good. for a lot of the fight, and it wasn't a bad pick by me. He was almost there. Right? No, you, what do we have? Yeah. Uh, so Jim, you had Derek Lewis by second round knockout. He knocked him out in the third, so you get two points. I had the same pick, uh, and Matt, you had Marcin Tiber second round knockout, right. which he was in dominant position, but it didn't yeah, happen. Changed the record. What else we got? <laughs> Uh, we got the main event, Cowboy Cerrone and Yancey Medeiros. I got this one wrong, too. I you did. did. I'm, I'm a sucker for a, a, a good underdog story. I'm a sucker for that. I'm a guy that's like, yo, this guy, people think he's going to lose. I, like I did with Jake Matthews? Great pick. Anybody? Great pick. Yeah. Jeez. Jimmy realized Back to Australia. I, it, you know, I have to bring it back there. Sure. Uh, so, I did not do good on these picks. So Jim Norton had Cowboy Cerrone first round knockout. Got all three points for that. Um, Told you he was due. Yeah, for sure. Matt, you had Yancey Medeiros via decision. I did say that. Jimmy's staring at me during this. <laughs> well, I can't help it. I'm fucking what You're I'm the doing. Michael Bisping of winning in this game. I'm cleaning uh, up. And you really are. And I had Cowboy by third round knockout, so I got the two points because he did get the knockout. Melissa. Uh, that's cute. Five for six. 12 out of 18 points for Jim Norton wow, in this man. event. Unbelievable. I think I got three out of fucking... Uh... You went two for six, four out of 18, Matt. Oh, and I went five for six, only seven out of 18, but Jimmy, I think which one of us is the martial arts expert? Well, apparently me. Okay, apparently think... you, you get on the mat and sweat. I observe. <laughs> I, think that's, I think that might be a better fucking... Uh... Hey, those who can't do, teach. I can't do... Well, you can teach, too. Yeah. So I can't teach. Let's just see. I, I'm trying to think of those who can't do teach, those who can't teach, teach. the animal gym. rescue in Tom's River, save animal rescue. That's nice. I mean, listen, I could have did a regular seminar and kept that money and it would have paid for my family's vacation. But hey! Hey! Help the turtles. I, I fucking... <laughs> hashtag Kamora's for kittens. Don't hate me for that, Jim. <laughs> no, Don't hate me for that. People have been torturing me with their fucking ravioli lad and everything else. Kamora Bucko. I, I deal with this every day of my life now. And it makes me happy, Jimmy. Okay. All right. So listen, guys. I'm tired. Uh, uh, Jimmy, there's a certain point in this show where Jimmy just checks out. And I don't blame. Listen. Uh, we've been at it for a while. We're Jimmy, good. hey, man. We put our time in today. Absolutely. Unfortunately for you, I'm just getting started. 
Nah, we'll get a Jimmy. We're done. We're done. Am I going to walk with you now? Or you just, you... I'm going to pee and let's walk. Yeah? I'm going to go take a shit. Oh. Are you going to do a poop poop? I'll do it at home. Talk about the duty? Mm -hmm. All right, let's 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 leave. And I'm going to see you uh, soon. Yeah. See you for Thursday. Bye, Jimmy. Bye, guys.